in Brett, your mark we trust. How ironic is it that yesterday we kind of talked about how we thought it was kind of weird that even Texas were making this big to-do about any of the new Big 12 being indifferent about what they did or didn't do. And now, now they got bailed out, which is great because now we can look forward. We can look forward to the new future of the Big 12 and the extinction of the Pac-10, 8, 7.5, Whatever it is, we're all for it. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, we're brought to you by FanDuel, it is the only sportsbook partner you're going to need for this Super Bowl Sunday. So, yes, the news has come out that uh, the Big 12 has agreed to terms for OU and Texas to leave after this coming season, which is great. It's great for all parties involved, except, I mean, how great is that really for OU and Texas? Do OU and Texas feel like they're actually 100% ready to roll in the SEC? If so, this is great news. But more realistically, right, I think. The point of this has been, for me, Brett Yormark. You all know we've been a huge Brett Yormark fan on this show. And, you know, the TV deal he took, he took it earlier than he needed to. And, and he knows that. With the way the TV revenue and the numbers or everything were cranking for the Big 12 this year, he could have got more money if he would have waited. And he knows that. So, Whenever he made that move, it was a good move. It was the move that clearly showed the Big 12 as the the next power conference in line. And then to make matters even better, uh, the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyavkov, decided to start a little mini war with Brett Yormark. And Brett Yormark just, you know, just kept, kept going. And he made no secrets that... Okay, it's it's cute what George Klyavkov has to say, but we are, in fact, moving out west. He wants to capitalize on the multitude of time zones. And now we're one step closer to that. That's what this means. So the, the money deciding to be divvied up the way they did it, I don't know, I guess selfishly, they could have done more like front-end type of money, but the way they did it, uh, at least some of the the conversations being had is that it's more it's it's using money against future revenue which is ironic because that's what OU did to potentially get themselves in a little bit of financial constraint but we're doing the same thing but it's designed for more growth in the conference right our tv contract is already as such that we could potentially add value if we add more teams Well, now we know that's going to be a possibility. 
which is amazing because again, all of the stuffy, you know, nose in the air conversations you've heard from Pac-12 fans, I guess you could call them or donors or whatever, but the, the Pac-12 base seems to be of the mind that the Big 12 is, you know, um, what did they call it? A glorified JUCO conference, if if I recall that that statement to be correct. And now they're about to be a glorified G5? Because if anybody thinks that Oregon and Washington leaving are not a foregone conclusion, this could be another step in that direction. Because again, ESPN and Fox were part of this whole negotiation. And originally, supposedly, one of the two was holding it up because of financial stuff. And they found a way to work it out. So clearly, the TV guys, they had a hand in wanting this to kind of get expedited so they can move on to their next thing. What is that next thing? Well, we don't know exactly. But if you connect the dots and what Brett Yormark's been able to do thus far, it's be very aggressive and not have any druthers about it. He's telling you what he wants to do. We're stepping up the marketing as far as the conference is concerned. We all know that from top to bottom, the funnest conference to watch is the Big 12. That hasn't changed. And it's only going to get better, right? We know that UCF has the the capabilities to to come up and and be very relevant very quickly. BYU's already got the roster and the coaching staff to do it. Houston, they did pretty good, I would say, in the transfer market. So, you know, they're going to make some noise. I do think that maybe they may be a couple years behind the eight ball, uh, but they have no problems spending the money it takes to get there. And then again, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's running off of a lot of success. The Luke Fickle thing, I think, does hurt them a little bit when it comes to their status in the new Big 12 as far as pecking order is concerned, but they can remedy that very quickly by just simply winning. So the new Big 12, we know, is going to make the conference even more difficult to navigate. It's going to cannibalize each other even more. But again, are we stopping right here, right now? Absolutely not. There is no way that Brett Yormark, again, would be making these decisions what is almost seemingly done out of haste if it's not strategic. So again, and Brett Yormark we trust because I would guess that the next the next shoe to, to drop or domino to fall, I guess, would be either Oregon and Washington heading to the Big Ten or Somebody like in Arizona and Colorado coming to the Big 12. I do know Arizona State has some issues there, right, that's tying Arizona up. Colorado, whether you liked them, loved them, didn't want them, whatever, you know, their donors have had some fun things to say also about the Big 12. But their fan base, from what I have gathered, love the Big 12. They miss the Big 12, and they love to be back in the Big 12. And if we're talking about marketing, and we're talking about that ascension to – maintain that spot as the number three conference with the ability to kind of chip a little bit out of the big 10. This is another sign and coach prime who better to have in your conference for marketing, right? That's something that the PAC 12 at this or PAC 10 or whatever they are, they should be doing at this very moment. 
And maybe they are. But to me, it, it, it's the concept of strike while the iron's hot, right? The iron right now is hot. And Brett Yormark is making these, these moves. And he's, again, he's not being shy about it. Now, is he coming out and saying, you know, we're taking these specific schools from any given conference? No. But again, this, this is a unique position for us in the Big 12 because, let's face it, we are unfortunately used to our commissioners not really being heavily involved in the progression of the future of the conference, right? For a long time, well, basically forever, we allowed OU in Texas, primarily Texas, to dictate a lot of the things that happened within the conference from a financial standpoint, which is why, you know, Nebraska and A&M and everybody was rubbed the wrong way. You know, I, I, you're not going to see that. There's not going to be a different tiering system as far as pay goes, to my knowledge, um, except for the first few years, right? The, the new four schools, they do have a pay plan that's you know going to progress over time. But in no time, they're going to be on the same footing as everybody else. And I think this last season proved that the only difference between the Big Ten and the Big 12 is marketing. They've been marketing, 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 marketing behind your Ohio States and your Michigans uh, for, for quite some time, right? And we didn't market enough to get the Big 12 brand out there. And so now Brett Yormark's playing a little bit of catch-up. He is. He's playing a little bit of catch-up. But thus far, it's been nothing short of amazing. So all this does is solidify our ability in the future to capitalize on having a bigger conference, on making that distinction that's already pretty big, but it could become obviously massive that the Pac-12 and the ACC have no business in this conversation. I mean, especially the Pac-12. I think the ACC has a lot more a lot more standing behind it than the Pac-12 will from here on out. I mean, even if the Pac-12 went and scooped up San Diego State, which is a good call, uh, and then Boise State, which is whatever, it's a glorified, uh, they, they present themselves as a glorified high school, right? And that's the thing. Boise State has had a lot of success, but when you present yourself as a tier three type of institution, you can keep winning, but until you address things like Houston did, like UCF did, like Cincinnati did, to put yourself in a position to be part of that next conversation, well, you're, you're just, you're swimming in circles. AKA, get rid of your high school Smurf turf and, and that, that whole thing. It's just, it's negative, right? I understand it was like, you know, something in the past that was like, well, look at me. And it worked. But then I think it became a negative, right? You have this massive eyesore. I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I know when I watch a game, I cannot watch a Boise State game. I even tried when we went to Boise and it just, it, it gave me a headache. So I had to turn the TV off and listen to the radio call. And that's happened most. So I have literally not one time ever watched the entirety of a game on that field. Maybe it's just my eyes, but it gives me a headache. I can't stand it. I can't do it. Therefore, you cannot be part of big boy football if people have that negative connotation of what you're trying to achieve. 
I, I think they achieved something and then it backfired, you know? So yeah, the Pac-12 can scramble around and, and add those teams, but those aren't Cincinnati. Those aren't BYU, you know? So call spade a spade. They're a dead conference walking. We've been saying it. Um, and I think, again, this is more evidence that that is, in fact, what is taking place, and that is what's coming. Speaking of what is coming, uh, what's about to take place, guys, you already know that we're very, very, very happy with our new partnership uh, with FanDuel. They are the number one sports betting partner in the country, right? And they're the official partner of the NFL. So download FanDuel right now so you can use our No Sweat First Bet which gets you up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win on Super Bowl 57. It lets you bet on literally everything from money lines, point spreads, who score touchdowns. The list is endless of things that you can, you know, dive into for betting. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and it's very easy to use. You get your winnings instantaneously. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 this Sunday. Again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So as this whole thing is taking place, right, the conversations are happening. What does that mean? Do you think we're going to stop at two schools? Right? Would a 14 team conference then make more sense? Right? Because we're going to have one year 14. And then it appears as though, as of right now, we're going to roll into the following season with 12 teams. Again, it's the Big 12. It makes sense. It's very, very manageable. Uh, but if we know, right, that we're that third conference in line and we know that we're trying to make that distinction, that add that extra degree of separation. Why would you stop at two? Now, I do think that Colorado and Arizona make the most sense. I do think Arizona and Colorado are basically a foregone conclusion to join the conference. Now, where does Arizona State and Utah fit into this? Who knows? Right? We know right now for a fact that Utah uh, doesn't really want to go anywhere. And we also know that Arizona State is dealing with some legality issues when it comes to, you know, Arizona potentially joining the Big 12 as well. So Arizona and Colorado have some stumbling blocks in place at this very moment. That's the deal, guys. This frees up Brett Yormark to now, again, start that next, the next process in the evolution of the new Big 12. And let's face it, guys, if Arizona State and Utah want to, you know, if they wanted to pretend that they're there to stay, then let them. Then we go get San Diego State and Memphis. Not the Boise thing just makes no sense to me. It doesn't. And the travel partner stuff, it would be nice to help some of the eastern side of the state get a little bit more of a travel partner built in, right? Not, not that Memphis is super, super helpful, but it is better than you know, California per se. I'm a big fan. I have been for, for quite some time. You know, I, we've talked with Josh Neighbors to some degree about, about some of this. Uh, we're locked on Big 12. And um, 
it does it does seem that the future of the Big 12 easily could be better than the past of the Big 12. And this was off performance and statistics and so on and so forth. The performance that we saw in the national championship game didn't necessarily do us any favors. But again, that that just shows that there is there is a degree of separation currently between the SEC and everybody else. And when I say the SEC, I mean Alabama and Georgia. But kudos to them, right? Alabama and Georgia have controlled the game of football for the most part uh, for the better half of the last decade. Right? So you can't really fault the SEC for all the marketing and stuff that they've been able to accomplish over the years to put themselves in this position. But it is what it is. Now everybody is going to have to find creative ways to chop down the wood and and make the gap between those schools and us a lot smaller. Not an easy task. But if anyone doubts Brett Yormark by now, I would ask why. What has Brett Yormark done that would give anybody the inclination that he's not here to ensure that we're definitely that third conference with the ability to chip away at the Big Ten? If we continue at this trajectory in the next five to six years, I think it's very feasible to think that the Big 12 Conference as a whole could surpass the Big 10. Maybe not monetarily, but production on the field and what that equals in recruiting, right? Because if all they have is Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State on a year-in, year-out basis, then what is it going to do but alienate some of the recruiting capabilities? Because in the Big Ten, if you don't go to one of those schools, you're you're usually SOL. At that point in time, you're just going to play big boy football, which is fine. That that is a very big deal, right? To go to uh, Indiana or Purdue or, or whatever and be able to play this level of football. It's very hard. But if you're a recruit and you're used to winning and you like winning, but maybe you don't go to Ohio State, maybe you don't go to Michigan, then the doors are wide open. Why would you then not explore places where you can actually win something? So again, I think this is nothing but positive. I think this is a positive net gain as well. And I and I definitely, definitely see the writing on the wall that the future of the Big 12 is about to have some some news as well. Now, is it going to happen immediately? Probably not. But I think it uh I'd be I'd be surprised if by the time we roll into the 25-26 seasons that the Big 12 doesn't look even more different than it does at this very moment. I just don't see us riding with 12 teams for very long. Maybe a year or two. But the landscape of college football dictates the next moves. And George Klyovkov, the back 12, he does a really good job at talking tough, but he has no substance, right? He's not doing anything. He's not making any moves. All he's trying to do is stop the hemorrhaging and try to find a way to convince Oregon and Washington not to ever go anywhere. Right? The Pac-12 is not afraid to use the court system and legalities to try to hamstrung hamstring people. They're not 
They're not against that at all. So the Pac-12 is not going to make it easy. But that's where George Klavkov messed up. Is he picked a fight. He picked a fight with Brett Yormark. Right when Brett Yormark was kind of, you know, getting his feet wet. And it looks like Brett Yormark's going to have the last laugh. Which is great for the Big 12. I mean, you guys know, like, I, obviously I bleed orange. This is what I do. But I am a hardcore Big 12 fan. I do think that we should be the, the, the head honcho of the new Big 12. But I also know that we've missed out in the last couple of years and capitalization of that moving forward, which is kind of sad because when you ask OU and Texas fans, they thought that we should be, right, the, the new kind of crown bear of the conference, right? So if, if the fan bases that love to have some animosity are the same fan bases that are saying, well, as much as we don't like you, you've had the most consistency behind OU over the last 10, 12 years. So by process of elimination, it should be us. We should be the new OU of the conference. As in how many times we play for a Big 12 title. Are we going to get there? I mean, we should. And we should see it in 2023. You guys have seen the video on the schedule. Or if you, if you haven't, just go look at the schedule. There's a lot of publications that have our schedule as hands down the easiest in the Big 12. And every one of them are active. I mean, and we got seven home games and our trips aren't bad. And then our trips at the end of the season are all to warm climate places instead of, you know, those crazy late night, late season trips to Ames, Iowa. We got BYU that has to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma to finish the year off. So go look. I mean, just circle. What do you think? It's a win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And if somehow – you don't circle nine wins. I would like, I would like, uh, I would like some comments and whatnot as to why, right? Because if we break down the schedule, it's just it's it's literally top two or three easiest schedules I've seen us have in my lifetime. So it should be a big season. It should be a season that we do, in fact, kind of announce to the world. Not only do we still have a logo too. But we're the new face of the expectations of the conference. Because if, it, if it's not us, then it's going to be a wild ride year after year. So let's, again, strike while the iron's hot. Because in break your mark, we trust. We can get it done. And as always, that's all I got for this one. I love you all. God bless. Go Pugs. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for making Locked On Oklahoma State your first daily listen. All right, y'all. Later.